Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bijou Podcasts. Welcome to episode 64 of the Stacey June Show. Today I am speaking to Loretta Carraro, the founder of Nourished Energy, all about how we can use crystals. What's up? Stace here, the host of the Stacey June Show, and today I have an interview episode for you. Hope you are well. I am really excited to share this episode with you because I often get requests or questions about how we can really activate our spirituality, how we can start a self-care routine, how we can really get in touch with different parts of ourselves. And one of the biggest questions I get asked is, could you go through how you use your crystals? Could you go through how you use them, how you buy them, how to know what to do? And it's one of those things that I've never really felt very equipped to talk about. So enter Loretta and I will let you know a little bit more about her in a second. But today is all things crystal, how they work, where they come from, how to ethically source them, how we can utilize them in our house, in our lives, how to cleanse them, how to activate them, uh, you know, everything you want to know about starting a bit of an, I guess, relationship with crystals and how to use them rather than just have them sit pretty in your house looking like you're some hippie woke biatch. <laughs> so I'm really excited for you to hear this chat and she is so divine. Uh, so I, I'm really glad that we had some time to spend together today. A woman who's had two home births, which we spoke about after the show, so I might have to get her back on. Um, so today I sit, where do I sit? It's it's in a funny place. I've been really, really emotional all day. I have um, reached a point in my pregnancy where I feel very... Uh, just exactly that, where I can really start to let go a little bit. Um, I saw my healer today. I see a few, but um, Megan in particular, who has I've worked with with Chinese herbs and does a whole range of things. I'm going to air an episode I do with her in the next couple of weeks. Uh, fun quirky fact: she's Michael Trembath, my teacher's wife. They are the craziest super couple ever. Um, and if you want to listen to Michael's episodes, I'll put them in show notes for you. Um, but I spoke to her today, and you know, she just said, "Whoa, okay." there's a lot to let go of. It's like a pressure valve has gone off. And that's because I think I've been kind of sitting like this for 20 weeks. Um, And I've had a place in my life and in this baby's life where I can just chill out a bit. So today I've had a lot of release. I've been crying all for most of the day. And and not in a way where I've kind of been sobbing or upset. It's just coming out of me. I just feel like I'm really releasing a lot. And it's like out of the, you know, air out of a balloon. Everything's starting to 
just loosen a little bit more and um, my body's certainly doing that too. So yeah, I feel um, I feel relieved today. I feel really, really relieved. Um, I hope wherever you are, you are doing okay, you are doing well even, you're thriving in whatever you're achieving this week or maybe you're taking it super easy. Um, I dropped a newsletter that I send out every fortnight. So I do a, I alternate between a single Pringle newsletter and a Stacey June newsletter. And I spoke also about the thought process around really questioning where my home is. So if you miss that, make sure you don't miss the newsletters by going on to stacyjune.com and signing up. Um, they come every second week, so they're not too spammy. They give you a bit of an idea of what is on the podcast channel and just really where I'm at. It's a bit of a, become a bit of a, um, a diary entry essentially. And so I speak, I, I shared a lot about how I'm feeling about thinking of where I want to set up my home for me and my family, my little growing family. And I've, I've constantly feel torn. I'm a girl that is very in love with where she was from, but hasn't lived there for a very long time. And I live between two cities really. So, um, and I have my life in two cities, even thinking about doing some kind of baby celebration. We'll do two, you know, having Christmases. We always do two, like everything is shared. And I, I've gotten more and more used to that. But since thinking about having a family, I certainly have craved familiarity and, and craved familiarity my roots have craved familiarity. I'm looking to nest. And so I'm just trying to find ease with that. Um, we will have the baby in Sydney, but but what our plans are after that are still very up in the air. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I felt a bit torn today. And I think it was because I was probably a bit emotional. And whenever I get quite emotional, I do get a little bit homesick. But I've realized that homesick isn't really what you think it is, kind of like that you you need to move home. You know, it's confusing. I've always felt very confused by it. So I go into that today um, and, and I wrote about that in my, my, my newsletter. So if you are a person that's interested in hearing more from me, if that's possible, make sure that you do sign up. Um, it is going to be Thursday when this drops and I am doing a one-on-one coaching intake for the first and possibly only time time this year. Uh, I figured, I thought I'd try and do a second run towards the end of the year and my due date seems to be changing a little bit. Um, So I'll be in full baby prep mode, I think by that point. And so the coaching intake will only be for this time. It will close on the 31st of August. So I've got another week or so. I actually thought it was closing this Sunday. I I probably shared that and everything. But no, um, you've got till the end of August to show any interest. So start asking questions now if you're not completely convinced, but you've got a few thoughts. Um, I, I want to work through whatever it is you're looking to break through, whatever it is you're trying to activate within yourself. I want to be able to help you move to the next phase wherever that is for you. And there's so many different modalities, teachings, healings, and um, and different methods that have worked for me that instead of sharing those through my podcast and my own group coaching, I want to now find a way to repackage things that I've learned that have worked for me to work for you. So it is changing the spotlight from me to you. Um, you do have an opportunity for the next kind of 
oh, 10 or so days to email us at support at stacyjune.com if you're wondering. Uh, everybody that has has signed up has had flexibility with their dates, their times, their payment plans, when they start. Um, it just means that I want to have a, an idea of when I'm going to do things by the end of August. So you might want to start in September and maybe even I'll be able to do some starting in October. So let me know. Um, and we, we're being really flexible. I know that when I started doing self-care and, and really at lots of different parts of my life, it hasn't always been something that straight away I thought, oh my God, I have all this cash. And without necessarily holding myself back and undervaluing what I feel like I want to offer, I want to hold my space with that and be proud of where I am and what what I'm offering and its worth. But I also, on the flip side of that, I want to be super flexible for you to try and make it as easy as possible for you to do this work on yourself that I do think it essentially ends up being really, really life-changing. So get in contact if you're keen. Okay, let's talk about Loretta. She was just such a divine soul and was the perfect person to speak to about crystals. I was really unsure how to approach this because there isn't so much of a crystal expert per se, but she does online crystal introductory courses. She regularly runs crystal workshops in Melbourne, uh, both introductory and crystal um, gridding. She also runs um, a crystal healing practitioner course, which she does with Reiki. She is was the perfect person and I really, funnily enough, kind of found her quite intuitively and then ended up being the the perfect person to have a chat to because she advises you but is also very, very clear on the fact that a lot of this is really about you being in touch with your own intuition to guide the process. And if you haven't done that work, you're going to find crystal shopping or crystal um, relationships quite intimidating, I think, because you do need to have a good sense of self. You do need to be in touch with your intuition to really get the best out of them. And I'll let her speak to that a little bit more. I share a little bit about my journey with crystals and how I go about um, approaching them. I've always been so spiritual in terms of the way I do all of my stuff where it's never really been a rhyme or reason or there's never been things by the book. It's always been spirit-led. Um, and so I speak a little bit to that. I speak about what we can do with them in our house, how we can better activate them. I learned a lot from that particular part. And different crystals that work for different parts of our life, whether that's looking to enhance courage, activate more love um, for ourselves or maybe to attract it in, fertility, lots of different things that we talk about today, new jobs, money, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, trauma we also cover as well and how they can really work. Um, you also have the ability to book in for a session with her um, and and do a one-on-one crystal, um, crystal session with her. So all of the information to work with Loretta is at nourishedenergy.com.au. Uh, and I really think you're going to like this chat. She was so generous with all of her information. Um, and you can find Loretta on Instagram at nourishedenergy. I really hope you enjoyed the chat. Thank you so much to Loretta for your time. Uh, if you are a person that's listening to this podcast through Loretta and her team for the first time, hello, welcome. We do so much work, uh, like-minded work that she does. Um, and so I really hope that you have an opportunity to go back through and listen to some of the other episodes as well that you might like. I've put a couple in show notes to start with Michael Trembath, who is uh, my personal energy healer um, and teacher now. Uh, so you can go back and listen to those. But we 
have such a wide range of conversations on the show. On a Tuesday, we drop a, a podcast that is really about enhancing our solo self. Um, Thursdays is our interview day. And then Sunday is a thought, a lesson, an emotion I'm working through that I share and hope that it activates some form of internal dialogue or some some one-on-one time, you and you with yourself on a Sunday. So that's just a bit of an intro of how the podcast channel works. Uh, welcome. Enjoy the chat with the wonderful Loretta. And I hope to hear from you soon. You can follow me at Stacey June. And again, if you're interested in any of the workshops I do, they're all available at stacyjune.com forward slash workshops and the one-on-one coaching. If you've got inquiries and you need someone to speak to direct about your take, support at stacyjune.com is where you can find me and the team. All right, guys, enjoy Loretta and I'll speak to you soon. Loretta, welcome to the Stacey June Show. I'm thrilled to be chatting a, a specific topic with you today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. It's such an honour to be on the show. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, we kind of figured out that we had randomly come into contact before with some events that you're doing in place. So hopefully we can work together a little bit in the future. It would be really, really lovely to um, be at one of your events, which you've just kind of launched over the past week or so, right? Yeah, but, um, yeah, it would be really amazing to, to work again with you. Um, yeah, we've kind of branched out a little bit and um, as a teacher of Reiki and crystals, I also um, really want to support my students. So one of the, one of the avenues we've gone down is trying to um, do events and things like that that are going to help empower and inspire these students to really step into their life and um, either, you know, work in, in the industry or even just to to give them the courage and the confidence to really own who they really are and be their authentic self. I'm interested before we get on to, so today I really want to focus on um, crystals, how they work, how do dif- different crystals have different healing properties, where they come from, all the information that I think everybody's too scared to ask as soon as they kind of move into a, ah, I'm a bit more of a hippie, I'm a bit more open-minded, I'm just supposed to know what crystals are um, and everybody gets a bit shy because everybody wants to just have them in their house and have an idea of what the hell they do. So before we get into that, what kind of work do you do and, and how are you, what are you finding this year that you're attracting in terms of clientele or um, people that are, are coming to you? Are people wanting to be light workers? Are people wanting to, uh, I suppose, um, ex- I guess, extend themselves and their own self-work? Or who, 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 who's the kind of person that comes to you and, and, and works with you? Yeah, so it's really interesting. I, um, I recently had my second child and- um, and since coming back to work, I've noticed a real shift even in the type of work that I'm doing. So I'm moving away, I guess, from having so many one-on-one clients and really stepping more into my teaching space and mentoring and the coaching. Um, and one of the things that I'm noticing is that a lot of people are wanting to learn energy healing, not just because they want to, you know, do this type of work more professionally, but also they want the self-help tools. They want the tools to be able to, I guess, make their day-to-day easier um, and make their life better, so to speak. And um, one of those things that I've found is that 
learning more about energy healing and how uh, how energy healing can help you in your everyday life is actually helping people step into their true self, even in their day jobs, you know, whether it's a corporate job or whatever it is. Um, so it's not necessarily um, that people are wanting to do um, healing work as such, but it's also how to incorporate the healing work into their, you know, just their everyday life as well. Mm. Mm. Which I love. And I think that's often where everything should begin, right? When you start to develop who you are, what your what your spark is, what, what it is that you want to contribute, and then everything kind of starts to fall away from there once you start to dig a bit deeper and the layers, just all of this kind of bravado starts to drop off and you can kind of, I don't know, have a bit of a clearer vision of your life. I think it's so, so important and I think the work you're doing is really important. Okay, so let's talk about crystals. Where do they come from and how – how ethical is it that we use them for our own human healing? Because from our understanding, right, they come from caves or, you know, quite, um, and it's a big question to start with, but quite sacred p- parts of the world. How, how is this, where, where, do, where are they sourced and is there way f- ways for them to be, I guess, ethically sourced and for us to use them consciously and considerably? Yeah, it's it is a big question to start with. Thanks, Stacey. <laughs> um, basically, well, they come from the earth, right? So um, they they are mined quite often, um, and the difference is, I guess, between what we call specimen mining, which is you know crystals as we use them for healing and that sort of thing, um, as opposed to the commercial mine. So if you think about mining for coal or copper, you know, aluminium, that sort of stuff. Um, and often specimens are a byproduct of those mines. So, um, you know, if they're uh, if they're being if they're mining copper, for example, maybe they'll find um, you know quartz or something else or pyrite in that in that mine as well. If that makes sense. Um, so, you know, uh, it's not uh, necessarily, um, I guess, unethical that they're going to mine. Or crystals as such, um, because they are the byproduct. But, however, um, it's also really important to know where your crystals are being sourced from, and that isn't easy because there are a lot of crystals around, and you know more and more people are becoming attracted to them. Um, and so, it's getting harder to know where this, where your actual source is. It is important to ask the country. That it's from, and that might give you a good idea of, of I guess how ethical the practices are. For example, in places like the Democratic of Congo, um, you know, it's probably not as ethical as say places like Australia, um, if that makes sense. Um, it's also really important to consider what's going on in the area of the country as well. So um, even in places that are considered, I guess, Western world where you might think the the environmental impacts of mining aren't as, or the, you know, the ethical impacts aren't as high. But um, think about what else is going on in the area because crystals obviously hold energy; they store energy, and that's why we love them and we use them so much. But um, because of that, they also 
are going to take on the energy of the environment. So just as an example of that, um, there is a place, I think it's in Arizona in the US, and um, obsidian tends to be, so black obsidian tends to be um, you know, found in, in that area. And even though it's what you probably consider ethically sourced, um, Arizona has a lot of, um, you know, gangster type of behaviour and, and that sort of thing. So it's not necessarily great energy to pick up on. Mm. Wow. So, you know, th- that's a lot. So in terms of um, in terms of just taking a step back and and looking at, I suppose, what crystal energy can do for us, how does that work for somebody that's never worked with crystals before and has – at really or maybe is even a little bit skeptical around it how does uh, crystal healing work and why are so many people just because i think it's becoming so much more common why do you think that's the case now uh so it, it is becoming a lot more common but you've got to remember that crystals have been used since really the beginning of time so um you know the ancient egyptians used crystals and the ancient Greeks, um, it's been used over every country and every time in history. So it's not a new thing, despite what a lot of people think. Um, The trend, however, seems to be just complementing what else is going on in the world today, which is the fact that we are being pulled Mm. um, to really, what you were talking about at the beginning, to really reveal more of who we truly are and becoming closer to to our natural natural sources and natural states. So there is a belief that the whole Earth's energy is in fact shifting and and it explains why, you know, even the trend of um, wanting to eat cleaner or live cleaner or wanting more plants in the house and being closer to nature and and things like that. And crystals are very much, um, you know, aligned with all of that. And how does that work? So say, for example, you know, You've gone, people go to Ayers Rock or Uluru and they say, oh my God, the energy around, the, you know, it's so powerful. We all know that nature has a really impactful transition in us. It's almost immediate. If you go to the ocean you see, or you see some beautiful gully or, you know, you'll go for a drive in the country, that's just an immediate effect, which is something that if you take note of it, which a lot of us probably forget to do, but once you start to actually identify what's happening, it's an instant effect in our body. How does crystals work like that? And 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 how, I suppose, do you see the benefits in your own life? Yeah, so um, crystals work with vibrations. So it's a type of vibrational healing or energy healing. Um, and we we can feel the effects of different energy healing in our day-to-day life. You can walk into a room and you can feel kind of crappy afterwards, right? Or you can, mm. just like you were saying, you can walk to into nature and feel really uplifted straight away and know that that feels good. And it's the same thing with crystals. So crystals are um, obviously, you know, gifts from Mother Nature and um, from the spirit of Mother Nature. And um, the belief is that they've been placed on our earth for us to help us in our life and you know, different aspects of our life. So when we're feeling quite low, so we're vibrating at a low level or low frequency um, and we all vibrate at a different kind of frequency, so we've all got our own optimal level, but what happens is if we're vibrating at a low, low frequency, 
when we come into contact with something that's higher than us, it raises our vibration to a higher level. And that's basically what crystals do. They have uh-huh. this ability to raise our vibration to a much higher level, you know, the frequency of love, so to speak, the frequency of Mother Nature. Right. I see what you mean. So then how do different crystals have different healing properties? So say, for example, rose quartz we know is something that helps with the heart, um, et cetera, et cetera. How does that work and, and how, how, did, how did it come about that anybody even really understood that? Yeah, it's a really good question and uh, it's actually not something I don't think many people ask and they, they just kind of take, take whatever, you know, whatever they're told. So um, a few aspects on that. The first one is that um, from a scientific perspective, crystals have different crystalline structures. So they're obviously made up of atoms, right, and molecules like everything else. But the way that a crystal is formed is, um, in fact, um, a repeated pattern of atoms. So this is quite different to everything else. Um, everything else kind of has random patterns. So that's why they're very special, even on a scientific right. level. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they have six or seven types of different structures, six metaphysically. And um, so they have six different metaphysical meanings. And, um, and each structure basically has a a different kind of meaning so for example you talked about rose quartz rose quartz is what we call like a hexagon hexagonal kind of structure and um they're very good for attracting things into our life um so you know attracting love or um, you know attracting heart healing you know all that that sort of stuff especially for the rose quartz um that's one aspect of how what how they mean what they mean and the other the other aspects are the colour, so different colours of mm-hmm. crystals will determine their metaphysical properties. Um, you know, for example, so we talked about the rose quartz, pink being love, obviously, and anything to the heart. You've got things like yellow crystals, like um, a citrine, which would be yellow generally means confidence and it's uplifting and joy, those sorts of properties. Um, and another aspect is also the shape. So depending on the shape that they're formed, so I'm talking about natural formations as well as carved, but we can talk about that in a minute. But the um, natural formations will determine basically what what they're used for as well. Now, yeah, I didn't know that. So my healer was saying to me the other day, you really need to look for a clear quartz that's actually in more of a um, like a long rod kind of vibe because there was a different energy that that was than having the little circles that everybody buys or different towers that look incredible. There's actually different shapes that will essentially direct energy differently. Is that correct in saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, um, you know, the rod type of one. <laughs> what like do a- you call it? Is That's <laughs> obviously not the technical term. <laughs> it's, it's um, well, you could, you, they might be a wand um, <laughs> or a, gener- a generator. So a wand is A generator, one. right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they look a bit like a, they can look is this, show, this like and I'm talking maybe commonly well what I was instructed to get was kind of the size of a highlighter but thinner so like yeah. that that you know that kind of length and then maybe the size of a thick sharpie or something is what yeah. I was looking for um, yeah. but I have yeah. no idea what that's called <laughs> um generator I did here and they look often rods they look like those um now people have those crystal kind of dildos too where they yes. use them all the time <laughs> 
<laughs> so, look, each to their own. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. You were saying. No, that's okay. That's right. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, depending on the shape. So, uh, uh, you know, a wand or a generator will direct energy to a certain point. So, um, especially during healing sessions, we often use things like generators or wands to, to direct healing into a different, a certain area of a, of, you know, a client's body or their chakra, their energy system. Um, and the, the, the little round ones are called tumbles. So they're a tumble mm-hmm. stone and, um, they're also great for the healing and, and holding on to, especially putting in your bra. You don't want to put a mm. raw, a raw crystal in your bra or a put one with a point on it. But, um, yeah, so, um, they're all, they're used for different, different purposes depending on, on their shapes as well. Mm-hmm. So how is it how is it best to use them in your life? Let's go through a few scenarios. I want to go into specific crystals for specific issues later. But I'm talking about say for example, you're moving into a new house, you have an office in your home, you're bringing home a new baby, you have a toxic housemate, like or maybe at work there's a situation like I want to talk about how we can use them in our space first. And and I think a lot of people are very uneducated about the properties and I guess the healing principles of it's almost like we have this idea of feng shui, but when it comes to crystals in the home, I think they're not as um, not as activated as much as they are for you to hold them or have them with you in your bag or in, you know, kind of a piece of jewellery or something. So how can we use them in our day-to-day lives in our space? Yeah, you um, just raised a really good point. So um, activating your crystals is really, really important. A lot of people focus on the quantity rather than the quality and um, – when I talk about quality, I'm not talking about necessarily the quality of a crystal, right? So obviously you can get expensive and rare ones and, and all that sort of thing. What I'm talking about is the quality to you. So um, if you are feeling really connected to a crystal, so this is where it can't, it's really important for you to tap into your intuition and to honour that as well. But if you feel really connected to a type of crystal, um, it's really important that you connect with it regularly so that you learn to get to know your crystal you know they they should be treated like your friend your best friend um as guardians of them you know when we when we come into possession of them we become their guardian it it is our right to look after them basically it's our responsibility so um it is important that even if you're placing them around your home that you don't just sort of forget about them that you connect with them regularly and, and make sure that you feel, you know, get to get to know how they feel. Are they feeling flat? Do they feel like they need a cleanse? Um, are they feeling quite energised and good or, you know, and, and then you, you'll be able to, to look after them a lot better once you can listen to them. Right, okay. And once we have that relationship with them or at least more of a presence or consciousness with them, how would we go through a few examples of setting them up? Because I think, you know, like like I was saying, in more of kind of a feng shui, I suppose, headspace of what what to put where in your home or how you can use them in a space that without necessarily forgetting that they're there, kind of radiate that. Like if I go to a particular a healer's house, out the back 
it's just completely surrounded in this kind of, um, I guess, like cave-like shape, almost like a semicircle around this particular healing area where they do a lot of their consultations. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, we, like I was saying earlier, we have some idea of, okay, we'll hold this for this or hold that for that. But I don't think we really know how to set them up in spaces. So, do you put them in the corner of your room? Are you having them on your desk? Do you put them at the front door? Is it is it similar to having particular ways to bring energy and I guess cleanse energy in your home depending on where you have them? Yeah, so um, you can complement crystal healing with feng shui. So if you know the basics of feng shui, for example, like the oh, right. left, yeah. So like for example, the left corner of your home would be your wealth corner, right, the left back corner. Um, so this is a good area to place crystals that are going to encourage wealth and abundance and things like that. Um, so the but, back left corner. Yeah, yeah. So that's from the back, the furthest back left corner from your front door. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. And if you're in a share house and it's just in your bedroom or even in an office or something like that, it's still the back. Right. Okay. What if it? My, I'm thinking of my mine's a pantry. My yeah, God, mine's my a God. laundry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but that just, uh, you know, basically, that's just saying to you that you really should take care of every room in your home. Right. You need mm, to really mm, mm, nurture and, and love every part of it, whether it's the laundry or the pantry. Um, and I think that's really important because we often have an altar. Well, if you haven't, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to the podcast, you're at least thinking about creating one for yourself or you've got some sort of area um I know I have an entire room but that room has that room is certainly much easier to be classified as my sacred space my home has a pretty good energy I work pretty hard at that but it is easy to have the kitchen be the kitchen you know like it's important to kind of make sure that that energy flows throughout the whole house right yes yeah absolutely so um I I guess that's a good place to start you know um with the feng shui but if you didn't want to go down that path even just on really simple terms you could just step into rooms and do a bit of an energy check yourself you know how does the room feel what do I want to get out of this space um what kind of intention are you setting in here uh for example the bedroom let's start with the bedroom it's not somewhere well I don't think most people want to have um you know a lot of high energy kind of stuff going in there the bedroom um but it, you know it's more a place that you would call a sanctuary like you want it to be peaceful and calm and you know want to have a good night's sleep that that sort of thing so you wouldn't be using crystals that are going to be high energy like a carnelian for example would probably be um you know an orange carnelian is really for passion and motivation and to get to get things really going and um and that would not really do much for you to help help you sleep Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you might do something for your sex life. Though, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Depends what your agenda is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is actually good for fertility, though. <laughs> okay, okay, right. Yeah. And is that orange? Yes, yes. Yeah, I thought so. I've had that. I've, yeah. I've worked with that at some point <laughs> uh, on my fertility, uh, let's call it adventure.
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Right, okay, so that's a great place to start because that will bring me to my next question of trying to highlight specific crystals for specific questions because I know everyone listening is going to be like, what about this, what about that? (laughs) So we'll get to that in a second, but it's probably a good space or place for you to go into a space, think about what you want to get from that room and then start to place crystals or activate crystals in that room according to whatever your, I guess, goals or ambitions or, yeah. um, or you know, hopes are for that, that particular room, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. All right. So let's go into that because I was going to go into this at the very end, but let's go into particular crystals that work for specific, I guess, parts that we're trying to activate or work on or I guess in now understanding a little bit further. Uh, essentially, um, what was the word that you used earlier? Kind of elevating frequency. Let's just start with love. Everybody wants to know about that. Everybody wants to attract more love into their life, whether it's friendships or a new relationship or expand the current one. Is it true that rose quartz and those types of um, that beautiful blush pink stone is the go-to? Yeah, rose quartz is definitely the go-to. It's for nice that. and cheap too. Yeah, like it's yeah. not crazy expensive. No, it's a it's a really common crystal, so the price is quite low. So it's it's a good one to use. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's cool. it's a great all rounder rose quartz. If you were wanting something like uh, more of a, you know, twin flame or soulmate or something passionate and more intimate sort of relationship and something successful, you know, you're actually wanting true love, um, a garnet would be a really good one for that. Um, Garnet is more of a deeper red kind of colour and Mm -hmm. those red colours are more about uh, increasing that that true romance sort of thing. Do you like yeah um it's like a deeper version it, yep. yeah okay. it does it does really depend though just um I'm just going to put a bit of a caveat on on recommending crystals because it really depends on the individual so um that's when I come back to really get connecting with your intuition and and um strengthening that um will help you to identify crystals that you need in your life so um you know, if someone's gone through, for example, a really um, tumultuous history or they've had trauma in, in love and, and things like that, they would probably need to work on healing that stuff before going straight to a garnet, for example. The mm-hmm. garnet might actually have detrimental effects on, on them um, if they haven't wanna, worked yeah, on Yeah, I want to talk about that in a second actually of, of how important it is to be carving your own path with your work and with and this includes crystals and I want to tell tell you like walk you through how I choose mine which is just absolutely no rhyme or reason um but I think that it is my what works for me as an example which would probably not work for 
Joe Blow up the street. So before we end this, we'll go through a little bit of a process that people can use to try and activate that intuition when they're actually in a crystal shop or when they are thinking about purchasing because I think you're dead right. I think often there is no, I guess, this is perfect for this, you know. But I think even when you think about, well, where do I start with love or potentially the next point that I want to talk about is self-worth and then they get to that part and they're still overwhelmed with all of the different options of that particular stone or that particular crystal (laughs) so it's like ah which one do I choose and I've and for somebody that's so worked so naturally with their intuition and had the guts to follow it for many years that quit that kind of query to me is always a little bit well it's very disconnected from my own experience but it is something that I get asked or I guess pushed and prodded about a lot people find this stuff quite intimidating I think is what I'm trying to say so we will go through that process if we can before we finish up Um, but just going through some of these other topics self-worth is a big one and I think I imagine that there'd be a few different options for that too yeah self-worth is a a huge one and um, I think at certain times in our life we all need a bit of a boost in that area um Mm. so citrine is a a wonderful crystal for that one um you can get citrine that is um i guess enhanced as well so you'd you'd know that uh, some crystals are uh some citrine crystals are actually a lot more yellower than than others and um and that's because they've been dyed so it's just important to know or being treated. It's just important to know when you're buying something that's natural and when you're not. Um, but citrine is is a great one. Another one is tiger's eye, which is great for self-worth. It's just an explosion of self-confidence, tiger's eye. It's really, really good. And it's a lot of – it has quite a masculine energy about it though. So it's really important to um Is that dark green? No, it's like a brownie, goldy sort of colour. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, and another one is pyrite as well. Pyrite. Oh, love. Is, yeah, it's beautiful, sparkly. Yeah. Yep. I love. It all, I'm always drawn to that, obviously, for, particularly for the last year and a half I've needed it. But, um, yeah, there's something very – and because I – and I think for me because I – explain finding your inner spark is your way to kind of build your self-worth it just speaks so clearly to me in that like it's it's actually sparkly like if you're a glitter sequiny person like I am it's just it's really hard to leave in the store if you're walking past it it kind of just yells out look look, I'm so pretty you can be you're pretty too (laughs) yeah it's pretty yeah it's definitely one of my favorites too (laughs) um okay what about money um, so again, citrine is really good for that too. It depends what your blocks are with money though. So if it is about worthiness, um, mm-hmm. you know, you'd want to concentrate on the worthiness stuff. Um, if the block in money is more a fear-based kind of thing, so it's probably working on some of the fears that you might have in terms of money. So, um, you know, um, Onyx is really good for kind of, getting rid of any fears that we that we hold on to um and also um pyrite again is is a really good abundance one all around okay probably my favorite so really with those particular topics 
which kind of money um, – I'm trying to think of – well, self-worth would probably be another one, even courage, um, which I want to get to. Um, you do have to break it down a little bit to see what is the – I guess what's the underlying block, would, would that be fair to say, that that's you might right. need to help? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. With okay. anything, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about cleansing um, people? So say, for example, I mean, I think a lot of people will go to Sage or Palo Santo, which, again, that's a completely separate conversation. I'm really interested in that at the moment of sourcing or not um, using some of that stuff to cleanse energy. What about crystals? What's good for that um, that particular aim? So for cleansing people's energy, you mean? Yeah. 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 Um, so selenite is a great one. So selenite. You generally come in a rod shape, and okay, um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> they're great for sweeping the aura, so you can right. basically just use it to to kind of go around your the outside of your body, your energy field, um, and they're they're really beautiful for cleansing that, um, even before or after an event or or anything like that. Um, any black kind of crystals are good as well. So a black tourmaline is a great one. Um, again, it just depends on on who you are as individual. Like if you are someone who's quite ungrounded and are very much in your head, selenite's not a great crystal to use because it can lift you high, higher. <laughs> um, mm. Whereas if you needed to be grounded more, you'd probably want to use something like the black tourmaline, which will which will really help to ground you as well as to protect you and to cleanse the aura as well. Okay, I've got a couple more for you. We spoke a little earlier on trauma and there is so many different colours and so many different ways, I guess, to break that down. So again, I think that's important to note. But is there something that comes to mind in terms of, I guess, there being something that helps you have the energy move through you so almost like a grieving kind of process that gets things moving that you, so that people could go to yeah it um it depends I guess where you're storing the trauma right so okay a lot of people storing it in their heart and um what I see in clinic is that a lot of people have a closed off kind of heart because uh they're trying to protect it from that I want to open up to to be hurt again, essentially. Mm. Um, so what what could happen is if we use crystals that are going to allow for a really gentle opening of the heart and um, to try and encourage some more love into, into that space because essentially what what's going to heal trauma is love, right? Mm-hmm. Trauma is coming from a place of fear and, and love is always, is always the counter to fear. So um, any of those sorts of crystals will help so we talked about rose quartz but um kunzite is a really beautiful heart healing crystal uh also rhodochrosite and another one is chrysoprase so any of those sorts of um crystals that are really going to do some deep emotional healing um there's others like rutilated quartz is another one that's really good for deep emotional kind of stuff malachite is another one but there's Mm -hmm. a lot a lot (laughs) it really depends on again where it's where it's being stored and and the type of um the type of healing that needs to be done and if you are trying to identify that 
I guess what you mean could be at a particular organ or part of your body or even chakra would be something to consider, right? For people listening, wondering, okay, what does that mean? Um, And lastly, what about courage? Uh, So courage is, well, carnelian is a good one for courage, um, which we talked about earlier. Also, red jasper is a wonderful one for strength and courage. Um, And tiger's eye, again, is another one. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm a person that has never used crystals before. I'm also a person that's just getting into meditation and trying to start ways to use crystals, but also I am early days on my self-care, I guess, practice and, and routine. And I'm walking into a crystal shop. I've done my research. I'm not just going to the shopping center and walking after calls. I've done a bit of research as to where um, where – is the best place for me to get crystals in my area, which there aren't that many, P.S., so you do need to do a bit of research, well, in my experience anyway. Um, How do you suggest people start to go through that process? Because for me, it really is a bit of a – so say there's something I'm working on at that particular point. Obviously, as most people know, my fertility was definitely at the forefront of my goals and and something that I was really – struggling with for a while and I hate to use the word struggling but it was bringing up a lot of different emotions for me so I was at the forefront of my mind um and but then I would often be led somewhere else so I would kind of be like okay that looks beautiful or I would hot I would hold the crystals and see what felt warm in my hand straight away like what what I had kind of an instant I guess connection with that just felt like it heated or almost became one with me a bit and then I would walk to the counter. That's a bit of a process. It's really ad hoc. I would ask someone about fertility if that was the thing I was looking at, but then I would really try and see what was drawn or where I was drawn to. How would you suggest somebody that isn't maybe that intuitively inclined to go into a a room that mostly is completely full of different colors, different shapes, different crystals, different healing properties, and a lot of people get very overwhelmed? Um, well, what you said isn't too much different to, to what I would um, try to encourage someone to do, really. It's, um, it's about just tapping into your intuition and um, I guess one of the things you mentioned was going off track. So, you know, seeing something sparkly in the corner and then, and then having a look at that instead, which isn't necessarily a problem because what we are attracted to sometimes is just – uh, an example of, um, you know, our intuition telling us, no, this is actually what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'd also say if something repels you <laughs> to also think about why you're not being attracted to that or what that's kind of doing for you as well um, and think about what it's bringing up and perhaps that's an area of your life that you do need attention in as well. But going into a shop, the best thing you can do is just try and maintain focus. Like this is exactly so walking in with an intention. This is what I want or this is, you know, what I'm trying to achieve here. This is my intention. Um, I love the idea that you would pick them up and hold them in your hand and, and feel the warmth. You know, other people kind of feel like a bit of an electric charge or a vibration in their hand, which is, which is beautiful. Um, other people kind of sense it within themselves, depending on how you are intuitive. Um, but definitely, um, a good one is even just to hold it up to your heart 
mm-hmm. and try to get an answer that way. And um, whether or not you you feel anything from the crystal, um, but it's really just important that you, despite what you're reading about and despite what you know the person at the counter is going to tell you, your intuition is the best answer. So just really trusting in that. So if you're walking in for fertility and you know someone's told you to to look at carnelian or to moonstone or something and then you walk in there and you're like actually I really want amazonite then then get it <laughs> there's nothing um there's no reason why why you should not trust your intuition you know it's your it's your innate wisdom it's your guide and I think that's the whole point of crystal work is really that we're working with our body on an energy level with a connection with the earth with crystal right so if we're in our head too much then we're already getting in the way of what the actual whole point of the process is so if you are coming from I think I think you're right I think you do need to have a bit of a plan walking in rather than just uh, I want to work with crystals this looks really pretty for my house like you've got to have a bit of an idea of what you'd like to achieve with them because there's a lot and I'm sure you can't afford the store. Um, and so you've kind of got to have a bit of an approach to it. But on the flip side of that, it's all about feeling, right? And and I think it doesn't mean you don't speak to the lady, but, you know, like it depends. Suss them out. Like I spoke to a lady the other day and she didn't shut up. Like, and it was just got to a point where I'm like, this is so much more. And I'm I'm aware enough to know what's going on. I'm like, this is so much more your, about your own agenda and schooling people than it is actually about trying to capture any form of their intuition and helping them with that. So just be mindful that some people do get a little bit ahead of themselves. I'm sure they're coming from a great place, but you can take people's advice, but there is no expert in this game, right, Loretta? Like, you are the expert. This is what it is. It's about your your energy connection with something that's going to radiate or, or kind of rise your energy. And that can't really be – that's kind of the point of why it probably feels quite mysterious for a lot of people. That really can't be taught by someone else or you can't be given the answer, I suppose. The real answer will be in you trying to activate that for yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So that that's why, you know, I hesitate trying to tell you crystals for this and crystals for that and that sort of thing because it really is about you understanding and having a, a greater self-awareness. Um, you know, you are your greatest healer. Um, crystals are tools and, you know, healers are tools that you can use um, to help you, uh, you know, amplify and enhance your your natural healing process basically. Um but you know deep down, it, it is great to to learn about crystals and to to learn about them on a conscious level and and to understand them. Essentially, it just validates the what you yeah. really know inside, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, on that as well, there is no you, you're right. There is no absolute expert and ruler of crystals, and and um, there is no right or wrong in this game. So if you if you feel like for example, um, you know, a, a citrine is going to be a protective crystal for you, even though the books say that it's not, that doesn't mean that it's wrong. That metaphysical properties have been um, have been around since the beginning of time and they're constantly changing. And even the crystals that we find today are even different to the ones that we found, you know, hundreds of years ago. It's Mother Nature's gift to us and, and to give us what we need at, at our point in time on this earth. So, 
um, you know what's best. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so last question. I get home and maybe imagine that this is one of your clients and they are starting to utilize crystals into their own self-care routine. How do you encourage them to A, activate the crystals or maybe even cleanse them first? And then also what are ways that you, um, I suppose you suggest for some of your clients to use crystals in their own meditation or, or self-care self-care routine yeah sure so um first thing to do when you come into possession of a crystal is to definitely cleanse it so crystals will hold onto energy they've you've got to remember they've formed over millions and millions of years so they've been through a lot <laughs> by the time they get to you so it's a good it's a good time to to just cleanse them um how you choose to do that is totally up to you you mentioned sage or palo santo earlier and that's they're beautiful ways, you know, smudging in the smoke, making sure that you're holding it up to the smoke is really important. And again, making sure that that um, the sage or palo santo you're sourcing is, is also ethically sourced or sustainably mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sourced because um, yeah. that'll change the energy as well. Um, so cleansing them is really important and then setting your intention or activating or programming, you know, whatever you want to call it. But basically the, the best way to do that is to, Hold the crystal in your hand and hold it up to your heart. If it's a large crystal and you can't do that, just placing your hands over the crystal is fine. Um, Holding it up to your heart and closing down your eyes and connecting with the crystal through breath. So the the way to do that is really just to breathe into the crystal and allow the crystal's energy to also kind of breathe through you as well. some people are visual and if they've got a green crystal, they can visually see the green kind of energy through going through them and other people it's more of a feeling or, um, you know, they just have a sense of knowing or whatever it is. So just however that feels for you, um, connecting, making sure you have that connection with your crystal. Um, and then what you want to do is you actually want to tell your crystal what you want it to do for you. You know, how, does, how do you want it to help you? You know, they all have their own properties but, you really want to give it a reason to to work with you. Um, and, and it, you know, it's usually more than just looking pretty, right? So, well, yeah, you, you want to give it an actual, <laughs> intent, an actual intention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that once you feel that connection and you've, and you've set your intention, then you're always going to say thank you for, for its help and, you know, for, for its gift to you to come into your life as well. I love the idea that you said earlier in in the show about how you treat them like your little friends. I definitely feel like it's like angels or people that you might meditate to or even pray to depending on how you go about it. But I love the idea that there are these little magical beings that are here for us and purely for us, kind of like a dog or, you know, like you, you go, wow, you can't talk and your whole life is built around trying, like making my life more joyous and I feel that a little bit with crystals you know that they really are there to be able to like you said earlier benefit and help us shine bright essentially in ourselves so if you do look at them like that and you do see them as kind of a a bit of a team like a team mate um, there's just this really nice energy that's set up in your house with them as well like there's just kind of a a unity would you agree where you 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 feel like there's almost like 
other things that you can't see or can't or you can touch them, but that, that's going on beyond you. And I think once you open the door to that, you'll never look back and it is a really great way to start, I guess, a spirituality a journey for yourself because I think a lot of people aren't really sure. I don't believe in God, this, this, and this, and this. It is really nice to have these elements to be something to pray to or something to start to introduce, uh, you know, a life beyond us if, if you're still starting that process or starting to be curious about that process. I think crystals are a really lovely way to begin that. Would you agree, Loretta? Yeah, absolutely. It's a beautiful way to feel connected and to feel supported and and know that you're not alone in, in the world, you know, no matter what what you're feeling or what you're going through, there's, um, it, there's something bigger than all of us. And, and even if you don't believe in, uh, you know, the, the spirituality side and that sort of thing, you've got to believe in, in Mother Nature and, and you've got to believe that we're all connected and we're all part of it. And, yeah, scientifically, you have to believe in energy as well. Yeah, well, it's just proof. I've stopped saying, and I'm a believer in energy or I'm a believer, like I've stopped saying that now. I used to say that years ago, like, and I'm not sure about you, but because it's actually not a believer system, it's not like we have to believe in air and uh, my friend Melissa across the road doesn't, like she has to, she breathes. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm done. I was really at a place where I would constantly have to overcompensate for these belief systems that were not looked upon as serious, but energy is a thing, people. <laughs> um, yeah, we spend, and we didn't make it up ourselves. Yeah, that, that's right. We spend so much time focusing on the physical in our world, and and so it's 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 normal. It's very normal for us to just to for it to be difficult to comprehend that mm. we're actually energetic beings, and um, mm. and that there's something else beyond the, what we can tangibly touch. Mm. And the great thing about crystals is you actually can touch them. So if you are a person that is trying to find your way into that world or that, I guess, inquisitiveness about something that you can't see, crystals you can touch. (laughs) And as you'll say, depending on which way you, I guess, respond to them or they respond to you, there is a physical um, element to them. You know, if you're honest with yourself, your hand does heat up or it does feel tingly really quickly or something happens. Um, You just need to be open to noticing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, I find definitely in healing sessions as well. So I will um, do a crystal healing and people will feel so much more with the crystals placed on them or holding onto them rather than, you know, if I was just doing a pure Reiki session, which is really a lot harder to comprehend because it's just working with the energy field. Um, but crystals, yeah, can definitely make people a bit more confident that, oh, yeah, something, I can feel something because I can touch it and see it, yeah. You've motivated me now to go and cleanse mine and give them a little bit of a awakening. Yes. I feel like I want to go and say hello. Um, yes. But this has been so insightful and and I thank you for being able to give us some examples around those, those terms. I know that that's probably a bit hesitant because as we said, you do need to find your own intuition with this process, but I do think it's a really important thing for us to offer people some beginning points. So I, I really appreciate you going there and, and sharing all of your wonderful knowledge with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Stacey. It's, um, it's really... Um, an honour and it's really needed. I'm really passionate about um, ensuring people are using crystals in the right way and, and safely as well and effectively. Yeah, so thank you so much. 
brilliant. Um, well, hopefully we'll be chatting again soon. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.